Welcome to an, a bonus Elenials episode. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And we are here to discuss the uh, modern masterpiece, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yes. And you guys may have scented some sar- uh, scented, sensed some sarcasm when he said modern masterpiece, but he was not being sarcastic. <laughs> no, it's actually a surprisingly... I mean, maybe not even surprisingly. This is a very good movie. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I've... Like, as far as, like, the build-up for this movie, I have to say, about, I think it was, like, a year and a half ago when they said, oh, we're making Detective Pikachu. That's the, we're going to make a live-action Pokemon movie. It's going to be Detective Pikachu. I was like, weird choice, but I'm 100% on board. Yeah, I really couldn't believe it. Then they were like, Ryan Reynolds is on Pikachu. And I did a double take. I was on an, I think I was on, uh, an, uh, a bus full of people, and I did a double take. I looked up from my phone, looked twice in the air, and looked back. <laughs> and the guy next to me was like, oh, did you hear about Ryan Reynolds? And I was like, of course. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't know how they're going to do Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu, because Pikachu uh, very famously only ever says the word Pikachu, and in like more of a high-pitched, almost kiddish voice, I'd say. Yeah, you could, um, say, you could actually say that all Pokemon do that except for one. Yes, except for one, which uh, may or may not be in this movie. And and then the trailer came out, and I was like, "This looks cool." Yeah, I, was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about the content in the movie yet, but they really made they they made the Pokemon look cool. They didn't. I mean, a lot of like, especially I think one thing that really benefited this movie especially around its release, was the release of the Sonic trailer. Mm-hmm. Because while me and you are already the biggest Sonic fans, uh, Sonic movie fans, um, we're going to probably give it 9 out of 10 stars. Mm-hmm. Um, 9 out of 10 rings, of people, Seth, please. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. A lot of people didn't like the trailer and were like, oh, Sonic looks stupid. He's not, you know, like what he's supposed to look like. And I think with Pokemon, they didn't necessarily do exactly what you know people might have expected with a Pokemon. Especially with the fur, people a lot of people weren't weren't expecting the fur on the Pokemon, like which Pokemon's were furry and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it looked it looked very inventive, and all the special effects were done really well. Yeah, it had a very distinctive uh, style to the CGI, where they obviously they obviously look unreal, but they also look like they fit in the rest of this world. Yeah, it was kind of like I think it's the first time since um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Where I think the CGI, like, it, it was done very well and just looks as it's part of the world. It's, uh, no, nothing looks, while, while these Pokemon obviously aren't real and don't have any, we don't have anything real to compare them to, um, the world was built so well that nothing ever looked out of place. Yeah, one smart decision they went with is there are no animals, like Earth animals, to be seen in this movie. It's only Pokemon, so you don't see any, you know, real-life animals to, like, throw you off or compare to these CGI creatures. Yeah, and that kind of brings me, you know, to the beginning of the movie. And it was it was something that I, I almost said it out loud. Luckily, I stopped myself and said it in my head in the theater. But, they, you know, they zoom in, or, yeah, they're, they're panning in on um, the main character's house. Um... Well, mm. something happens before that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking the, the the part where we're referring to. We should and, say, by the way, real quick before we, before we go on, spoilers, spoilers for this movie. Oh yes, give me spoilers. Full of spoilers. I'm gonna review. Um, and they're panning in on his house, and these pidgeys fly by, and in my head I, I said, "Oh yeah, in this world they don't have birds; they have pidgeys." 
Mm-hmm. I almost I mean, said that out loud. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, of course. Why did I not think of that this whole time? <laughs> like, why am I like? Honestly, I guess in my head, I've always thought there's like Meowth, and there's also like House Cat. You know, well, I think in the original cartoon they did have uh, uh, regular animals too. Yeah, I guess they did. Actually, now I think about it, they did. Which is weird when you think about it. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole idea of like of like you know Disney. It's like why is why does Goofy get to talk and have adventures and Pluto's just a dog? You know, very true. Like, deep, well, deep well, thoughts. What's the dynamic there? But yeah, that's um, one thing they did really well in this movie. They um, you see these um herd of uh, I don't uh, I'm so bad with Pokemon names at this point. It's been so long. But there's the Buffalo Pokemon. And Those guys like, came oh. later generations. I don't know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like third or fourth generation. Um, they're bucking around, and you're just noticing, like, yeah, this is what the fuck it would look like. Yeah, it's like they designed the world so well to like bi- like build it around the Pokemon. Um, I mean, it's just our regular world, but the layer of Pokemon on top of it. But it, uh, like I said, keeping animals out of it's good, and plus they they, they the, the way they look and move is very sort of like again, they don't look real, but they look like they belong here. Yes. Which is, I gotta say, impressive. Yeah, and before we get, like, really deep into this movie, I just want to go ahead and say, this is a weird movie. Very weird. If, I mean, I have to say, in in a world where every time we have an adaptation of a video game, people are like, oh, they played it too safe, or they weren't faithful enough, or they, they did this and that wrong. I gotta give big credits to the Pokemon Company for making... A truly weird movie that is out there and isn't isn't exactly what you would expect from your first live action Pokemon movie, and they use that as their big in in Hollywood, you know, live action, you know, CGI, fucking big movies. And I was I was so surprised by it. I thought it was gonna be a little more by the books, and they I th- I think it was really really cool, and I was I was surprised by it at every turn. Yeah, in, in the first two minutes of the movie, you see Mewtwo. Like, he's here. Yeah, Mewtwo. Uh, we, we open up on the movie, and we, we see Mewtwo in, a, in his, uh, his uh, famous uh, experimentation tank. Which, by the way, did you know that's the same Mewtwo from the animated film? The actor? No, that's the same, that's the same in-universe Mewtwo. Oh, okay. So, they're, 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 oh, they're, they're in like a... This is all canon? Yeah, this is a sequel to the original 1999 Pokemon movie. Really? Yes, that's the same Mewtwo that fought Mew and all that and encountered Ash Ketchum and shit. Wow. That's why he hates humans. Yeah, I was surprised that, like, because there is a lot of cool decoration in the movie, and you see, like, oh, here's Charizard, and this, like, something, like, even they have, like, uh, posters for, like, big tournaments or, like, who the best, uh, you know, Pokemon trainers are, and you never see one of Ash Ketchum. I thought they were going to throw in one of those. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, my favorite is the posters that look like they're old uh, boxing match, you know, uh, posters. Yeah. And one of them just said Articuno versus Steelix. And I yeah. thought, I want to watch that. Yeah. And oh, how do we want to do this? We want to we start with the, the plot? I think we should just go in broad strokes. Okay, that's fine. So, one thing that I, I really, really enjoyed... Um, about as far as look and feel this movie goes, is the technology. Mm-hmm. I really felt like they kind of nailed Pokemon World technology. 
I agree. Especially the Pokeball, how it, like, you know, you press it, it lights up around the rim. There's a little light indicator letting you know, like, what the Pokemon's doing. Well, we should note, like you said, first two minutes you see Poke, you see, you see uh, Mewtwo. In the first five minutes, we learn, we see our first and only Pokeball of the movie, our only Pokemon capture attempt. And we yep. also learn that you're not going to see that anymore in a movie because the place they're going doesn't do that shit. Yeah, we get this, um, so we do, we have a very funny scene where the main character, what's the main character's fucking name? His name is, uh, is Tim Goodman. Tim Goodman, uh, played by Justice Smith. He, um, there's he a very Will funny- Smith's son. Not Will Smith's son. He plays, Smith's a very common last name. And he tries to catch a Cubone because his friend tells him to. Because um, his friend is worried that he's going to be lonely because his friend's about to leave and all his other friends have left. A very funny scene. Cubone, uh, famously a very um, angry Pokemon. Who wears the skull of his mother. Yes, which is made light of. Yep. It's a very weird mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, he gets mad at uh, Tim and chases him and then Tim tries to catch him and he's, he's unsuccessful. And it's very funny to see this, but yeah, and it's something very you know important you just pointed out is it's the only time we see a Pokeball besides a very short scene uh, describing like what um, Pokemon battles are like, like ones that are in arenas. Besides that, it's the only real Pokeball you see in the hands of an actual character of the movie. And it's very interesting because, I mean, Pokeballs are kind of like, besides maybe Pikachu are probably the most synonymous things with Pokemon. Yeah. So you expect you'd see a couple more of those, even if they're just laying around. But no, you only see one. You, you never see a Pokemon battle. You never see a Poke, a Pokédex. I mean, you see Pokemon battles, but you don't see them like the way there are in the video game where like two trainers face off and like throw their Pokeballs down. Like like I said, like you said, this is a weird movie by being so different from what you expect from Pokemon. Yeah, I mean the movie was the movie was made because after the Pokemon Go um, craze back when that was like the biggest thing in the world, movie studios were immediately like, "Oh, let's we want to make a Pokemon movie. This big right now, we got to make it." Which I mean, Pokemon's big all the time, so it doesn't really matter. And they were gonna make they 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 had the rights to make like a, a Pokemon Red and Blue Ash Ketchum original like normal like live action movie. And at the last minute, the Pokemon Company, I guess they got cold feet because they like pulled it out and they were like, you know what? If you want to do a Pokemon movie, the one thing we can give you the rights to is Detective Pikachu. And mm-hmm. the studio was like, guess what? We'll do it. Just straight up. And they've done it. And they put the movie in the hands of some interesting people and they got an interesting product. Which I never played the game, but apparently this is based directly off of Detective Pikachu Mystery Dungeon. Um, yes, and it actually doesn't finish the whole story. That's true. That's also true. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we meet our character, our main character Tim. He is uh, kind of a guy who doesn't really like Pokemon anymore. Um, and He's an like insurance avoid adjuster. Yes, and he gets a call from Rhyme City, the police department, where his dad works as a detective. They're saying like, "Hey, your dad's been killed in an accident. Um, I guess come down and deal with this." So. He goes to Rhyme City where, as we mentioned, they don't allow Pokemon to be kept in Pokeballs. There's no Pokemon battles. It's where Pokemon and humans apparently live in harmony. And it was the brainchild of a character named uh, Howard Clifford, who is played, played by, by Bill, Bill Nye. Not that, not the one you're thinking of. Yep. Um, 
who's like a a guy who is like a, in a wheelchair because he has like a like a disease that's making him like uh like all fucked up or whatever, and he thinks that Pokemon are the solution to curing that, and so he created this city something with all of his money where humans Pokemon live together, and true to form we see a lot of Pokemon hanging out next to a lot of people. Yeah, they everyone kind of seems to have a pair, and yeah, it's really cool, and I was like, this is this is really interesting. And yeah, and you see, I mean, when you when you enter the city, you see all these cool little things. Like you see, like uh, a Machamp who's like directing traffic because he's all big. There's a a Snorlax who's sleeping on the road. It's cute. Um, there's also like Charmanders following people and stuff. Yeah, and there's actually this comes like we'll t- we'll get back to it. But there's there's a scene later where people are like it's like nighttime. People are like out having fun and their Pokemon are with them, which makes me realize at Rhyme City there's probably nightclubs where Pokemon and people just go and fuck around with each other. Yeah, and just go around. And, you know, I guess the people get drunk and the maybe the Pokemon have a version of drunk they can get. I don't know. <laughs> um, we they do confirm the existence of drugs in this movie a little later on. Yeah, but Pokemon yeah. have a very weirdly defined legal status in the in this movie. Yeah, and then whew, from there we end up meeting uh, the guy who has my second favorite performance in this whole movie, Ken Watanabe. Always great as Detective Hideo uh, Yoshida. Yoshida, yes. Uh, quick shout out to Ken Watanabe. So good. Has so to be one of the best of working actors. Yes. Usually doesn't get his due. I think he's great. He's very he's very lightly used in this movie, but he's very good. Yeah, I, I thought every scene he was in, like, because one thing about this movie, first of all, this movie was shot on on film. Mm-hmm. It was not digital. They wanted a noir feel. And um, not in a not even in a bad way. I'm not saying like he got the tone wrong. Kid Watanabe was like, "Oh, this is a noir movie. Okay, I'm playing noir, like battered police chief detective type," mm-hmm. and it it worked so well. Like he he really knew how to hit the serious beats of like you know something serious has happened. Your dad has like died. You know his car was on fire and exploded, and you know this isn't something that you should take lightly. And he. He hits all those beats so well, but the but the entire time he has his Pokemon with him, which is a snuggle. Which is a snuggle, yes. And it's he he does it so well. He pulls it off. I love Kent Watanabe. He's great in everything. Uh, but yeah, so Tim is kind of like just not feeling this whole thing because he doesn't. You you know you're pretty easy to figure out. He doesn't he doesn't really like get along with his dad. They're not very close. Yeah, he, and he so, doesn't. He doesn't like hate his dad, but like they obviously his dad um, took his job more seriously than being a father in Tim's eyes, and Tim kind of resents that. Yeah, he's kind of a dick to to uh, Yoshida, and he takes the keys to his apartment and goes there and sees that his dad had like done a room up for him, which was done just like his room was all oh. his like Pokemon stuff. And also, we should mention that um, his mom died of cancer. Yes. So, he, tragic backstory. We do have a, a dead mom character in this movie, which I think they don't overuse the dead mom thing. Uh, no, not really. Some movies try and like. I mean, I know. I, mean, I can't say they overuse the dead mom, but they overuse the dead mom sometimes. This movie plays it right. The character, this this movie really is interesting because it's it's kind of performance driven at times. Some of the, the performance in this movie are very good. I was, I was surprised by that. Speaking of that, Seth, I've got to mention this. I've like glossed over it. 
he meets a certain character before he gets to his dad's apartment yes. in the stairwell that you you had a lot to say about this. Yes, we meet uh, tied with Ken Watanabe for second best performance in this movie. Um, we meet Catherine Newton, who plays Lucy Stevens, and the, the Lucy Stevens is a a columnist, like kind of like basically what a BuzzFeed columnist would be these days. She she makes articles like ten cutest Pokemon, and then she has a joke where she's like, "They're all cute," which is funny, and. But she wants, she aspires to be a hard-hitting journalist. She thinks there's something up um, with Tim's dad's um, death and wants to get to the bottom of it. But the way she introduces herself, Tim is checking his dad's mailbox. And she's at the top of the staircase. Um, you can not you can only see her, like, outline. And then she delivers this, like, maybe 30-second line of dialogue about how she's like, I'm a journalist. I'm getting to the bottom of this. I think something's going on. I've been looking for you. I'm glad you're here. And... The way it was written and all the little all the little nuances and the way she said it were like a Pokemon NPC come to life. Mm-hmm. Because one of the hallmarks of the Pokemon video games is that the NPCs are like these really like cringy, lame kids who like have they, they have these big speeches of who they are, like, oh I'm gonna be the man who does it all. And it's like very, and sometimes they say that gr- these grandiose things, and sometimes they just say something like they're about to battle you, they're about to like use some aggression towards you, and they're like, "Oh, I got new shorts." Yeah, I like how shorts feel, or something like that. Exactly, and it's like it's really weird. It's off-putting, but they do it in every Pokemon game, and it's become uh, a basic standby. And a couple times throughout this movie, not just here is the best example, but a couple times throughout this movie, she delivers these nice little pieces of dialogue that sound so much like a Pokemon NPC. And I thought it was great. And yeah, she she really killed it this movie. She's uh, not a huge actress, but I hope she gets more roles because of this. Yeah, she she has a great little uh, a bit there. And she has a, a Psyduck is her companion. And Psyduck is a constant... Fo- like... Uh, Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu is like the comic relief in this movie, but shouts out to that Psyduck being uh, pretty funny. Yeah, uh, also big ups for using Psyduck as kind of, I mean, probably the secondary behind Pikachu is your like entertainment Pokemon. Because I don't mm. think people think of Psyduck that way a lot, and you know, you kind of gave him the uh, the spotlight he needed. Yeah. Uh, and in, in his dad's apartment, of course, is when Tim finally meets uh, Detective Pikachu. Um, they have a little bit of a, of a, of a standoff at first. And then uh, Tim, who previously had, like, opened up a vial of some kind of weird purple-black liquid and, like, breathed in this weird smoke. The smoke uh, went out, goes, out, goes out the window and affects a bunch of, what do they call them, Absols? Is that what they're called? The Absols, yeah. Absols. And they attack. And there's a little chase scene where the Pikachu is doing all kinds of, you know, ha- he's having shenanigans and Tim's uh, trying to, to get by as well. And they eventually escape. And this is where we get the reveal that drugs are real in Pokemon. Yeah, they, he was like, because he can hear Pikachu talk, which is, mm-hmm. if you know po- Pokemon, is a weird thing. Because P- Pokemon only say their names. Pikachu, Pika, Pika. That's what they say. So he can hear Pikachu talk. He can hear Ryan Reynolds' voice coming out of Pikachu. And so he asks some people, hey, what do you hear? And then um, I'm going to give him some credit real quick. Um, EQ Otani. I probably am saying that wrong. He uh, does the voice of Pikachu in this in this movie. Who, when not played, she, she sorry mm-hmm. plays um, Pikachu whenever it's not Ron Reynolds, and then you hear her say that, and the people are like, "Oh, Pikachu's so cute!" And then he's like, "Oh, I've I, I, like had something in my nose," and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh no, not that!" 
So it confirms that drugs exist in the Pokemon universe. So I'm I'm really looking for, I'm I'm, I'm ready for like a for like HBO to pick up like the Pokemon The Wire, you know, <laughs> so we can really see what the drug industry in the Pokemon is like. We know that at least cocaine exists. Yes, at least nasal, bor- nasal not born nasal injected nasal, consumed drugs exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but also we're forgetting one little touch right here. Oh yeah, something the the I guess the the production design did that we didn't. It's a real small thing. So like, if you were to go into this movie and you didn't see the title for some reason, you didn't see the title of the movie, you didn't know it was called Detective Pikachu. They give you a little hint that he's a detective because he has a little hat on. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he is a detective. I get it, because otherwise he's just Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But the little, little hat really gives you a lot. It does. It, it adds a lot to the character. You do a lot with a little... And apparently it's weird. People mention it, though. They mention that, like, oh, your, your Pikachu likes to wear clothes or, like, a hat? No, uh, none of our Pokemon like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting little detail that people keep bringing up throughout the movie. And yeah. after this, Tim... Uh, or Pikachu really convinces Tim to work with him to find his dad. He says his dad's not dead because this Pikachu, we should say, was his dad's Pokemon partner. Yes, we are um, so good at giving all the details. So yes, are. he was his Pokemon partner um, on the night of the crash. Which, by the way, we should also mention, we actually see the crash happen. We didn't even mention that. We in the first two minutes of the movie, yeah. In the first minutes of the movie, the the Mewtwo, who is in the, the uh, ball thing, he escapes. And he goes and shoots some of his uh, psychic energy at uh, Tim's dad's car. Harry. Harry Goodman's Harry car. Goodman. And it explodes hits off the bottom of the bridge and you know so we see that pikachu is his um detective partner and he's addicted to caffeine and he wants to get to the bottom of it and he he extends the uh the hero's journey the call to action over to uh tim and we should mention real quick that throughout this entire movie pikachu ryan reynolds they just get all the business like yes. they are he he is constantly fucking making comments and jokes they're, i mean in my opinion they're all they're all pretty funny yeah they, they all land pretty ends. well but it is it is a lot of business it is and um, i mean i love it right ryan, ryan reynolds obviously jumped right into this character and, uh, and we nice. up in the marketing he really got into it yeah, he seems to be that kind of guy. Like he just he when he gets these roles, like you know, like especially with Deadpool, like he, I don't know, he goes the extra mile because he he really enjoys the the craft. Do you so. think he he got um he got the guy who plays Tim's uh, best friend the job since he was a cab driver in Deadpool? Yeah, I do wonder that. That's that's actually a, a nice little connection. Um, yeah, I hope I hope so because that that guy's good. He's on a. He's on the show called Miracle Workers on TBS. It's really good. So I, I like that guy a lot. And uh, yeah. But yeah, Ryan Reynolds jumps into this role headfirst uh, and he delivers. Uh, Pikachu is funny as shit, uh, cute as hell, and just. I, I, I love This is. I, I should mention now, this is my favorite performance in the movie. Uh, I kept giving a bunch of people second place. Ryan Reynolds is my favorite as Detective Pikachu. I think he really, really knocks it out of the park. Yeah, without a doubt. And so after that, they um, start to investigate this this whole situation. 
And they their their first lead is to go talk to, of course, to Lucy again. Um, yes. And this is where we first meet uh, in the flesh uh, Bill Nye uh, as Howard Clifford and his son Roger Clifford, played by um, Chris who, Deere. Yes, who play uh, on camera like they're best friends and they have good father son relationship. And then as soon as the camera's off, you, you wouldn't you know it, they are just like at each other's throats constantly. Yes. Uh, well, more the son than, than than the dad. The dad is like trying to be all exasperated and everything, and his son's the one who's kind of a dick, who like chews out Lucy and storms off and uh, kind of leaves her in a, a state of like being uh, kind of vulnerable. Yeah, she uh, she tries to come at him with this hard hitting story that she she thinks there's something some uh, what do you call it? Some they call it R the drug. Oh, yeah, I'm saying there's like some miss miss uh, miss justice. What do you call that? Injustice. Injustice afoot. Misjustice. Misjustice, and she wants to get to the bottom of it, and he just blows her off. He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm British," and um, yeah. So she's she's kind of dejected, and uh, Tim sees this happen, and they go, to, they see her. She's like, she's kind of embarrassed, and then she's like, "Let me go to my office," and you're like, "Wow, what is a." What does a Pokemon World BuzzFeed writer's office look like? And it's exactly what you think it would look like. It's a small room that's basically a closet. And she's got all these papers everywhere. Nice. Uh, she gets some good little, like, physical cues here where she gets to, you know, oh, I got to get over here. There's papers over here. Let me get behind you. Let me do this. And she kind of just jumps all around the room. And it's, it's a very, very classic Buster Keaton type physical comedy. Yeah. Once again, takes a lot of inspiration from not only like you know noir, like drama noir movies, but you know the very the very funny like detective movies you see as well. Lots of stuff is borrowed from the, these um these classics. Mm-hmm. So she's There's like, yeah, I've seen this drug before. I've got a bunch of it right here. I don't know what it is, but I've got it. Right. There's so jokes here where she keeps bumping into Tim and po- and Pikachu trying to like. Get him to hit on her, I guess. Like, it's yeah. an interesting aspect they take on here. Yeah, Pikachu is kind of like, you know what? I'm here to solve a mystery, but I'm also here to be a wingman. <laughs> He's trying to get Tim laid, and it's a, it's one of those things. It's a moment when you're watching the movie, and you're like, wait a minute, who's this for? Is this for kids or for adults? And it's like, uh, both. Yeah, and then it makes you realize that, like, the, I mean, the people in the Pokemon universe, like Ash Ketchum and like all, all the, all the boys and girls. Uh, when they're when they're about seventeen, they probably start having sex. Oh, see now, this is the worst. And you're like, wait a minute, this—it's just like real life. Ash, Ash Ketchum is locked at thirteen years old, never got any older. What are you talking when, about? When Ash Ketchum gets older, he is like getting his knob slobbed on. It's like I don't, how do I how do I handle this? But you know what I'm thinking about now. It's what? back in the original cartoon. Brock was the horn dog. Yeah, Brock was like he was like I love. He's like girls, girls, girls. Like he's Jay Z. You know what? I I gotta say that's fucking totally true. Brock was a fucking horny bastard in the children's yeah. cartoon. Brock was very horny, and yeah, and they they I don't know. I I, I kind of want to see like Pokemon Riverdale now. <laughs> it's like a bunch of hot kids who are all just having sex and solving crimes. Keep keep up this fucking trend here. Maybe you'll see something weird like that. That's true. 
But there is a great, in my opinion, a real small joke that happens here where Pikachu like asked Tim, have you ever talked to a woman before? And Tim was like, yes. And Pikachu says, was it in the birth canal? <laughs> and you're like, again, who is this movie for? Like, this again, is a, this all is a this joke. All that... vaginal imagery is coming to us at this time. Yes. And, and that's, that's a, a good answer to your question is who this movie's for. It's for fucking everyone. It's very true. If you can if you can watch this movie and not smile, I don't know who you. I mean, I will say that I don't. I do not know what watching this movie is like if you're not a Pokemon fan. True. I've been a Pokemon fan since I was you know basically born, and I don't. I think that for Pokemon fans, this movie is a fucking home run. Other people, I'm sure there's stuff you could enjoy in it, but I don't know how much I would get out of it. Yeah, you got a point there. Cause it's like, yeah. it's kind of, it kind of, you kind of have to have a little bit of knowledge of Pokemon to get a lot of the stuff. And it's not really, this is not only going to teach you. There's no intro to Pokemon in this in this film. No, the only intro we get is to Rhyme City, and that's because it's not an already canon Pokemon thing. Right. We get a, we get a little intro there. So, long and short of it is, they find out that the uh, the R uh, is coming from the docks. Once again, season two of The Wire. I'm just saying, takes place on the docks. It's true, it does. So we, some some wire stuff is coming in here. I was uh, I was hoping for some for uh, Frank Sabatka to be there <laughs> and be all angry about nothing. Frank Sabatkiman. Yes, and once we go to the docks, I'm, I'm, if I'm correct, this is where we get my favorite scene in the movie. Where, uh, by the way, I gotta say one more thing about the scene before that. Which is when uh, uh, Lucy tells Tim that like the docks is like you do, like it's a weird place to go alone at night, and he's like, "I'm very good at being alone at night." <laughs> yes, and Pikachu is like, "Oh man, masturbation joke." Yeah, it was. It's just a, it's one of those. I gotta say that whole scene was very funny. A lot of good jokes yes. in that whole scene, but yes. So Seth, yeah, what do they find at the docks? They find uh, one of the. Best po- a Pokemon I never really thought of before now as being a comic genius, but they find Mr. Mime, mm-hmm. and uh, I love this. This is something you discussed like the day you saw it. Is that in the trailer of the movie, we get to see some of Mr. Mime's business. Mr. Mime is like you know he mimes stuff. So they're when they first see him, they're like, oh no, he's running away. But then he just runs in place, and it's like, wait, what the fuck? And then he like he mom's getting on a motorcycle, and then he's like riding the motorcycle, and then he like slowly crashes, and they're just watching him do all this like a fool, and it's very funny, and it was in the trailer, and I was like, oh, I hope this is you know this might be all of Mr. Mime's jokes, but then, and I didn't know I would be saying this ever, Pokemon Detective Pikachu has the best torture scene I've ever seen in a movie, <laughs> yes, because they decide to interrogate Mr. Mom. Uh, Mr. Mom, he's one of, because he's a mime, he can't even say his own name. He says nothing as a Pokemon. He just mimes stuff. Mm-hmm. So Pikachu tries to get in there and do good cop, bad cop, get in on him and be like, hey, you know, what? we need information. He doesn't know what to do with it. Tim has the great idea of, wait a minute, if he controls, or if he thinks of himself as a mime and he, he communicates through miming, let me see if I can do the same. So he puts him in a little box, gets inside, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's going to do some more, like, funny little cute mom stuff. 
No, he mimes a gasoline can and starts pouring it around Mr. Mime and then gets himself out of the little box that he just made and pours a little line of it and strikes a fake match and is going to like drop it on him. And then Mr. Mom gives them the information that they need. Uh, I can't remember what he... What does he mom to them? To tell Go to them? the roundhouse. Yeah, yeah. Go to the roundhouse. Because there's a roundhouse or something. They do illegal Pokemon fights there. And the the big uh, kicker of the joke is that at the end, he accidentally drops the mind match. And they <laughs> freak out. We don't see what happens after that. Obviously, he doesn't burn alive. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And so now they're headed to the roundhouse, the illegal Pokemon fighting ring. Um, Where, which is apparently run by DJs and a man who is allergic to shirts. Yeah, as most of these, like, underground, you know, uh, fight rings are in movies, you know. It's normally uh, a DJ, a promoter, some guy who's just really big. There's a a classic, uh, in my opinion, noir detective moment here where the, the detective who has like amnesia walks into a place and some guy's like you I remember you and they're like oh shit I've been here before and it's just it's a, it's again it's just t- taking from so many different little detective yeah. story sources also before we get into that scene uh, I just want to point it out you know how a long time ago me and you watched the show True Blood yes and said that Sookie Stackhouse was the most insane name ever and it would never yes. exist in real life how the fuck is there an actress named Sookie Waterhouse? I dude, I first saw her in the Bad Batch. Um, yes, which is a weird movie. And then I was watching this movie, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that is that the same actress?" I looked up, and like, "God yes. damn, it is!" It's how does she exist? Sookie Waterhouse. Is I, it's weird. She plays. She's actually a interesting character because she's the let's bodyguard. The, let's not reveal the truth of what she is, but go on. Well, until, wait we, until we get to the part where it's revealed. Okay, yeah, but she's like a bodyguard for uh, Howard Clifford, the Bill Nye character. Yeah. So they're at the illegal fighting ring, and the guy's like, I've seen this Pikachu here before. You fucked up my Charizard. And you see Charizard has like a bunch of like marks on his face like he's been burnt by like electricity. Kind of badass this Pikachu can fucking fight a big Charizard. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then the guy's like, uh, they're like, oh, we just need information. And he's like, oh, I'll tell you what you need to know, but you got to give me a rematch. So, Tim tries to psych up um, Pikachu and tell him all of his, the moves he can do to really help himself out. Pikachu's like, don't worry, I got this. Gets in the ring, realizes he can't use his fucking powers anymore. <laughs> he has no memory of how to use them. Yeah, he's just a regular-ass Pokemon at this point. He's He's had some amnesia, doesn't get it. So... They, he proceeds to kind of do a, uh, a classic, like, run around the ring, you know, try to avoid danger at all costs um, kind of fight. Uh, Tim decides to jump in the ring with him to help him out in this fight with a Charizard. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, the, the Charizard was actually uh, given some of that R stuff before the fight. So he's, like, he's very violent right now and not thinking straight. So he's just, he's just, you know, trying to, he's just trying to kill. I guess they try to kill. Like, do they try to kill? I think when they are in the rage state, they can actually hurt human beings rather than just, I don't know, menace them. No, what I'm saying is, like, in the regular, these underground Pokemon fights, do they fight to kill? Oh, I don't think so. 
that would be weird. But we don't know. You got a point. I mean, we do know that the that Pikachu doesn't kill the Charizard in their first fight. But that doesn't. I don't know if that's a constant. I don't know. Well, that, well, the first fight we see when we come in is Gengar versus Blastoise, and I that's think true. Gengar wins, right? Yes. And Blastoise, Which, he, he just he just makes him pass out. By the way, very cool scene. Oh yeah, awesome. Loved it. So I can't remember how they get out of the the fight with the Charizard. They like bust through the ceiling. No, because the guy, the drug dealer guy, gets in the ring and he gets like smacked. Oh and yeah, all and the, the, the aura gets all broken. Pokemon. Yes, and they so get everything out. is just going wild. And then Pikachu tries to to defeat the Charizard by throwing a magic harp at him, and it's like, what are you doing? It's this is this is dumb. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the, the magic harp does like he does in the game. We all remember evolves into Gyarados. And it just destroys the place, basically. Yes. And a scene that just made me so happy. I was laughing my ass off. I was, was so good. I was so excited. Because I was like, are oh, they actually going to do Gyarados? No, they're saving that for the sequel. And then they fucking do Gyarados. Yeah. They haven't done Onyx yet. Once they do Onyx, I'm going to be like, okay, this is probably the best film franchise there is. Um, um, so Tim gets picked up by the police with Pikachu. Uh, Ken Watanabe comes back into the movie to dress him down for yeah. doing all this to just um, slay another moment of the movie um i think both is don't both tim i think tim at this point has like sort of like not maybe a, not really a breakdown but it's the part of the hero's journey where he loses faith or whatever yeah or no he's actually yeah so he's very impassioned about it he's like no my 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 dad is still alive i i know this we're gonna get to the bottom of this murder and we it would be nice if you help us and then ken watanabe expecting this moment his whole life has queued up on his tv a video of the accident and it shows we really always have that in movies where the, the the video is queued up to just the exact right moment you need yeah and he happened to have that video in and everything yeah so he goes, he does that, he shows the car blowing up, and it shows the Mewtwo above them. Mewtwo's very menacing, and he's like, yeah, your dad's fucking dead. Uh, and so then uh, Tim goes and kind of laments this fact, like he's sad, and he he doesn't believe Pikachu that uh, his dad is alive. And then a mysterious black SUV rolls up, and it contains uh, Sookie Waterhouse's character, which is known as Ms. Norman. Yes. Um... Who takes him to see uh, uh, Howard Clifford, um, who has, by the way, either like models or skeletons, I think probably models, right, of like the Pokemon gods? Yes. Like Arceus is up there and shit? Yes. And so, Bill Nye in this movie, the reason that he created Rhyme City is because he has, he's a very wealthy man. And he has been diagnosed with a degenerative disease, and he's, like, in a wheelchair now. And we talked about this on the Monday episode about how the movie is not ableist. But he's in a wheelchair, and the reason he created Rhyme City is because he wanted, you know, to, you know, create the harmonious experiment of having Pokemon and people live together. And so he's in this scene, and he tries to, he talks to Tim, and explains to him... That he also, you know, he, he thinks that something has uh, gone wrong with his with his father. And he shows him this cool little hologram that uh, engulfs the whole room of the exact, like, moment that everything happens. 
and you see like uh, uh, Mewtwo blast the car and the Mewtwo come down and like do something to Pikachu and then it cuts off. Um, yeah, we, uh, which is how we assume he gets his amnesia. And uh, Howard tells Tim that his son Roger has been fucking with Pokemon somehow, like running secret black ops, you know, research programs out in the fucking wilderness on uh, on Pokemon. And it's like, if you want answers, you got to go out to that facility. Yeah. So, you know, skipping ahead a bit, he gets uh, Lucy to come with him on this mission. Or she mm-hmm. tags along. I can't remember how it exactly goes down. Um, so Lucy and her Psyduck are there. And then, it's probably, it, it's a really, like, not well thought out part of the movie. But I didn't care because I just wanted to get to the point. They walk up to this place that's supposed to have heavy security and they just cut the fence open Get right in, and then get right into the main facility. The fucking, I got where, the feeling that, that it was abandoned. That they had, like, just abandoned the whole damn thing except for cameras. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, the cameras are still moving. But, I don't know. I, did, I don't know. It felt kind of weird, but once again, I don't care. It's a Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. I'm not True. super worried about it. They get in there, and they have this cool scene where you think they're right side up. They're actually upside down. They drop down into the facility. They start looking around. They see these Greninjas... Um, Pokemon with a, a long, a water Pokemon with a long tongue, who they use it like a scarf. Yeah, yeah, they use it as a scarf, and they've been enhanced in some way, haven't they? Their power. So it says it said power enhancement. Yeah, power enhancement. So they're like stronger than normal, and then we see a couple of uh, I can't remember the name of the Pokemon. Um, Torterra. Yeah, Torterra. So Torterra is like a, a turtle as Pokemon, a tortoise that has land on top of it, Torterra. And it, it says they have a size enhancement, but they're just like regular sized Torterras. They're like, what's the deal? So then they're like, you know what? We gotta we gotta do the thing that always goes well in movies. We gotta split up <laughs> and figure shit out. And yeah, so uh, Tim goes off and finds the pod that Mewtwo is being kept in. While Lucy stays behind to document things, and this is where we get uh, a shot of Roger, um, who is Howard Clifford's son, uh, in like a SUV, like, like a literal like Blackwater Escort type thing happening. Um, he's got his sunglasses on, and he grins as he hits a button, and it unleashes the Greninjas. In a scene that was very much like something out of an Alien movie. Yeah, I mean, once again, borrowing from great movies, they have a a cool, like, yeah, like you said, alien-type scene where the Greninjas, their hands come out, and then they get out of their cages, and we don't see what happens just yet, but, you know, obviously they're going to be after Lucy. And, and Tim, he, he, he watches a hologram of Mewtwo where you find out that the R drug is being extracted from Mewtwo somehow, and there's, like, a mind-control like, headband thing that's going to be used for some reason on Mewtwo. Yes. And then he blows the place up and escapes, and you, and you find out in this moment... No, wait, do you find that out then? No, you don't. Never mind. Um, yeah. You, basically, so, you, you just see the, the first minutes of the movie again. Yeah. So then they see... They see these... They, they meet back up with Lucy. They see these Greninjas they're after her, and they decide to break open the Torterra uh, cage, or, you know, tank, whatever you want to call it, and run in. And they run around the Torteras. And then, in what seems like, once again, poor security, they're just, you, it looks like they just, the back of it just opens back up into the world. You can just get mm-hmm. in and out through the back of this Torterra cage. It looks like nothing. So they start running, 
and they're trying to get away from everything. The Greninjas are after them. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they're in danger. And then the fucking world starts moving. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Psyduck, uh, Psyduck. gets stressed out. Yeah, so people who know Pokemon, if Psyduck gets stressed out, he explodes. He doesn't, like, blow up like his body, but he lets off a big, you know, shock wave. And that's how he, uh, Pikachu riles him up so that he'll get stressed. And then he blows it. He blows up, and then this, the Greninjas, you know, leave them alone. And this wakes up. And this the Torterra. wakes up Torteras. We find out that they're actually the Torterra growth serum worked because the little Torteras were just on the inside, and the whole outside of this place is like four Torteras. They're so they huge, start, like the size of mountains, essentially. Yeah. So they start raising themselves up, and like everyone's like you know. 100 feet 50 feet off the ground at least and it's like holy shit this is crazy and they have to do they have to do a very improbable jump where uh tim makes this really nice jump that probably would kill him in real life but who cares um and so from from there pikachu gets injured a big old rock hits him yes a big rock comes in which it looks like it kills him it really does like a like, bullet, man. Yeah, you're like, holy shit, is he dead? So, uh, Pikachu looks dead. Tim, uh, this is where Justice Smith gets his moment in this movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I was, like, thoroughly impressed with this guy. He gets his moment, he's scared, he's sad at Pikachu, and he's like, what do I do? He's like, I need a healer Pokemon. And the... What's her name? Lucy. Lucy. She's sitting there, and she's, like, staring, and she's very sad as well, but she doesn't know what to do. And we see a cute, we see an adorably cute Bulbasaur come up, and he just looks at him, and he's, and Justice Smith is like, hey, I need a healer Pokemon. I need some help. I don't know what to do. And while, once again, they're not speaking the same language, Bulbasaur kind of knows what he wants, because he leaves, and he comes back with more Bulbasai, Bulbasaurs, um... And they're like, hey, follow us. You know, they motion for him. He gets Pikachu and he follows them. And then we get them. We get some lolly. There's a a very cute little scene where Lucy Lucy tries to follow. And these two Bulbasaurs are like growling at her and shaking their heads like no. It's it's very adorable. They do that. And then you see some Bulbasaurs. You see some lolly I believe they're called. The little like flying Pokemon. I thought those were Flabebes. Yes. And they're like, hey, you know, come put him on this rock. He puts Pikachu on a rock. And then we see fucking Mewtwo. He talks. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Mewtwo talks and is like, yeah, so you helped me with all of this. Mm-hmm. He's like, Pikachu, you are my guy. You, you're the person who, because at the very beginning of the movie, we see that this... This thing outside of the tank short circuits, and that's how get what's help helps Mewtwo get out. He's like he actually got Pikachu to do that. He used his psychic powers to get Pikachu to do it, and this is where and he's like that's when I wiped your memory, and this is where Pikachu starts to feel you know like oh well, maybe I'm the villain here, right? Um, and then you see uh, Chris Gear, uh, the Cl- Clifford's son, come up and he ties up. Mewtwo in this weird apparatus, like this floating like apparatus. drones with like laser uh, yeah. whips or something. So but very up. importantly, before Mewtwo gets captured, the last thing he says is humans are evil, and then the drones capture him. Yes. 
And again, yeah, Roger Clifford with his like sunglasses on, grinning as they pull um, you two away and pull them up in a van and take him away. Yes. Does nothing so, to Tim, by the way. Just dumps him back with, with Lucy. Yeah, so then this is where uh, we meet back up with Lucy and Psyduck. And this is where we get our big breakdown. Pikachu is like, I'm a bad guy. Uh, you don't need to be involved with me. We we get this first glimpse of him using his powers. He uh, he shocks Tim when he tries to grab him and keep him there. And then he runs away. Mm-hmm. And so... After he runs away, we find out the most important thing in the movie is that the Pokemon song exists in this universe. Yeah, Pikachu sadly singing the Pokemon theme song was the best part of this movie. Yes, uh, it's amazing. He's like, he's very dour and down when he's singing, and he's like, I gotta catch him all. And it's like very sad, but it's very funny. And I gotta point something out real quick about this movie. There's only two British people in this movie, and that's that's Howard and Roger Clifford. Yes. But everybody drives on the left side of the road. Yes. This and is it's true. fucking me up. I believe they filmed it in Europe. Makes sense, but just one of those weird things where everyone has an American accent except for two guys, but everyone drives on the left side of the road, which makes me believe that something terrible happened in the, in the past in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. So... This is where the movie starts to really get into, you know, we're finally getting to where we know we're going to solve the mystery. Because Tim goes back to Howard Clifford, and they're talking about, oh yeah, blah blah blah, I found this out, I found this out. And uh, Pikachu is on the road where the the crash happened, because it's right outside of this facility. And he notices that... uh, the, the crash was actually caused by a Greninja, and not a Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. So he's like, wait a minute, that means that this footage we've seen, this hologram we saw, was falsified. And he's like, the only person who could have falsified it was Howard Clifford, and Tim doesn't know about this, so he starts running. And this is where we find out Howard Clifford's big thing. Which is fucking uh, wild. It is... I can't believe I'm about to say that this is the big twist of a Pokemon movie. So, he shows that he has Mewtwo in a tank, in back in the original tank, in his, in his office now, around all these uh, models of the Pokemon gods. And he has a little mind control thing on his head, and so does Mewtwo. And he's like, yeah, so, my whole reason for making Rhyme City is that I thought that people and Pokemon could meld together. And, you know, I'm at a disadvantaged state, so I want to be, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I have this, I have this, um, he was like, has this megalomania, basically. He's like, I want to be the best Pokemon, the, the Pokemon that everyone's scared of. I want to be that guy. I want to be Mewtwo. So he, he has the mind control on Mewtwo, and he's like, what I found out is if you, if you spray this R, and they're in this crazed state, during that time, we can use these psychic powers to put Pokemon and people into the same body. So the, po- the the people will be inside the Pokemon and have their consciousness, and they'll be one thing. Yeah, Which is he, weird. Oh, this is wild. It's absolutely crazy. And, he, and then he, like, he like gasses Mewtwo with the R, puts on the headband, and becomes Mewtwo. Um, which is crazy as fuck, because we should have mentioned, by the way, that outside of this is the big Pokemon parade that's happening. Yeah, so they have this big celebration of Rhyme City and the Pokemon. So it's all these big, um, 
This is big inflatables, like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade of all these Pokemon. You got the classics, Charizard, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Pikachu, all of them are up there. They're big and they're wild and they're, they're pumped full of what you can only assume is helium. But actually it's R. Yep. And his plan is to burst those balloons while everyone in Rhyme City is watching. And then he's going to go down there in the Mewtwo body and start putting people together. Which he which he begins to do, and and during this, yes. you get Lucy trying to warn uh, Ken Watanabe's character. You get her trying to warn the mayor. She like uh, like one of the people who works above her like disrespects her and treats her like she's just like a PA. And so she takes her jacket and like uses her press pass to get around, you know, sneak around and stuff. Yeah, um, she hijacks some power. And we also find out, I should mention, that Suki Waterhouse's character, Mrs. Norman is actually not human and is a fucking ditto. Yes. is Earlier in the movie, we do see that um, Howard Clifford has an assistant who is, or his Pokemon companion is a ditto. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes it will turn itself into a human form and like help him out with stuff, like put like push his wheelchair like down ramps and stuff. But this time we find out that Suki Waterhouse the entire time has been that ditto. And we also find out that when ditto turns into a human, its eyes look scary as shit. Because this is true in the cartoon and everything. When Ditto transformed, he kept his little beady eyes, which in a cartoon is fine. But in a live action movie with it can turn into a human being, it is the scariest thing I've seen yes. in 2019. We see it be Sookie Waterhouse. We see it be Chris Gere. We see it be uh, Catherine Newton. We see it be a lot of the characters that we love, even uh, a Machamp. And it, we see it... A Charizard. Uh, a Charizard, and we see it with these beady eyes, and I have to say, uh, probably scarier than Lorna. I gotta say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, and also it can fight really well, like he can beat the shit out of Tim. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's throwing all, it's all at Tim, and Tim's like, you know, he's doing the, the runaway hide kind of technique, because he's obviously not a fighter. Uh, outside, Mewtwo is uh, enacting his plan. He's fusing people into their Pokemon. And this is when our buddy Pikachu realizes, you know what? I gotta fight. He's like, I gotta get back in. I gotta get my bearings back and I gotta fight. And the fight scene is pretty inventive and cool. Yeah. Because uh, Pikachu, Mewtwo can fly. Pikachu can't. So Pikachu has to find out how to make it an even game. Pikachu finds his way on top of the the big air balloons and jumps around from one to one to try and get into Mewtwo and start this fight. It's a really cool scene, and he does all this cool little lightning moves. He makes some of the uh, balloons explode and gets Mewtwo's attention. It definitely takes what could, what what in the games is just like two Pokemon standing thirty feet apart throwing attacks at each other, and turns it into a really fun, you know, just, just a nice little watchable action scene. Yeah, and so, you know, the big the big fight happens. Um, the entire time, uh, Bill Nye as Mewtwo is saying, um, you can't beat me, you're Pikachu, I'm Mewtwo. That's not how this works, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then Pikachu remembers a little thing Tim told him earlier in the movie. Is that, uh, what was it, Thunder Tag? A thund- uh, uh, is it Lightning Tackle or something like that? Whatever. That move is his best move, and he should use it more often. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he underrates the move earlier, but he's like, you know what? Let me try it out. He gives it all of his might, and he get he gets he gets Mewtwo down. We should also point out that uh, it is revealed that every time we saw Roger Clifford, aside from the first time in the movie, he has been Ditto because they yes. find him locked in a closet, and Tim manages to free him. I mean, Tim. <laughs> like like uh like Tim is hanging out of a window and Ditto is turning to Q bone and is like hitting his fingers with a bone to, like drop him which insane that this Pokemon is trying to murder a human being like actual yeah, like, factual murder once again killing people and Clifford like kicks him out of the window but then he comes back as he just transforms into a flying Pokemon and the yeah. fight continues yeah this very cool scenes yeah Ditto does not fuck around. But Tim uh, eventually manages to hit him with the R gas and and shut Ditto down. And while Mewtwo is de- is down from the, th- from the thunder tackle, uh, he pulls the headband off of um, off of Howard Clifford and frees Mewtwo from his control. Yes. So Howard Clifford gets shocked when he he realizes from his Mewtwo body this is happening, and then they get it done. And now we have regular Mewtwo back. Who goes um, on to cure the city and, and yeah. separate? I mean, we should mention Ken Watanabe and Lucy and all them. They got put into their Pokemon, and it was a interesting little scene um, where I think before all this happened, like uh, Pikachu talked to Lucy in her Psyduck, and uh, it was an interesting little scene where he, he could actually talk to her for once. Yeah, so that happens, and he, they they're all separated out, and. Then uh, Mewtwo is about to fly. I don't know what Mewtwo does. Like, where does he go? What does he do? But so Mewtwo's like, "All right, guys, I'm about to leave." And then they're like, "Oh shit, we never found out where my dad is. Where the fuck is my dad? We know he's alive at this point, or at least we really think he is." And Mewtwo is like, "Guess what? He's been with you the whole time." <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" Pikachu, when when the initial accident happened, Mewtwo was there because he put um, Tim's dad, uh, Harry, he puts Harry into Pikachu so that he can go on without getting, you know, without any suspicion being um, aroused. And he's been there the whole time. And then he separates them. And this is where we find out that Ryan Reynolds plays tim's dad which is to me very it's just like i don't i don't i don't picture rhinos being old enough to have a 21 year old son but i guess but it's, he he's is. like 50 right it is true i don't know if he's 50 and he's over like what 45 or so or or 43 somewhere in there you gotta be let's do some research real quick ryan reynolds he's 42 Really? Well, okay. Yeah. So you had a kid at twenty-one. I mean, I mean yeah, that's, he, a, that's he, a that makes sense. Yeah, he could be a twenty-one year. Yeah, it seemed like he might have had kids kind of young. So yeah, he's uh he's got Justice Smith as his kid. We do find out Justice Smith is is or not Justice Smith. The act, Tim is Tim. twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we find that's how we find that out, and it's and it was a very cool because every time we see his dad earlier in the movie, we don't see his face. Right. This is where I was like, oh, this is because he's being played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, although the body shape would have been much different. Very but, true. Um, so yeah, Ryan Reynolds is there playing uh, 
his dad. And then we have we close the movie out on a nice little scene. Um, he's got a train ticket train ticket for Tim to go back home. And right as he's right as the train's about to pull up, he's like, you know what? Would it be cool if I stayed here for a while? And they're like, you know what? That'd be great. They throw the ticket away and they keep on detectiving. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, sweet ending to the movie. Um, it is so sweet and so nice and so cute, and it makes me very happy that it exists. Father-son, sort of like like a reconciliation. So, yeah, and that's Detective Pikachu. Like we said, it's a weird movie, and I was excited by how weird it was, and it, uh, it, it kind of brings me... We're going to do our little final thoughts, but first of all, I had uh, our movie correspondent... Uh, former guest on most of our movie reviews, uh, Ben. He uh, he had some thoughts about this movie. He couldn't be here today because he had work. But he did tell me. So, also, wait a minute. Before I tell you the review, we have to come up with our rating system. What are we rating this out of? Um, we should probably give it out of uh, Legendary Pokemon. Okay. So, Ben says, I'd give it a solid 4.25 out of 5 uh, Legendary Pokemon. It does Pokemon and the concept of Pokemon justice, and Ryan Reynolds turns in a great voice performance as Pikachu. But I wish it could have been weirder. If what? That makes, he says, I wish it could have been weirder if that makes any sense. Its premise is already weird as fuck, so I wish they would have went all out with it. Which makes me think, Ben is into some weird shit. Okay? We need to do a sequel to this this episode. Or we, we talk ben to Ben. On- <laughs> To just explain to us what the fuck he thinks weirder could be. I don't know what more weird he wanted, but hey, there's Ben's review. I'm sure um, Marcus would give it, like, four or something. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four uh, legendary Pokemon out of uh, out of five. And in fact, I'm going to name them all. Uh, okay. Mind. Go ahead. I'm going to say that it is definitely going to be a Mewtwo. Mewtwo's yes. in here. I'm going to give it an Articuno. A Zapdos, mm-hmm. and also a, uh, a Suicune. Those are my four legendary Pokemon. I wanted to say Rayquaza, but I like Suicune too much. You know what? I'm about to say, I'm going to give it four out of five, and mine are going to be Rayquaza, Mew, Mewtwo, and Zapdos. Hell yes. Um, so, but yeah, great, really, really good movie. Um, probably the first, I mean, maybe unless I'm forgetting something Really major. Probably the best video game adaptation I've seen. Um, does justice to the whole idea, a whole video game adaptation game. Not one um, I can think of besides this that's, that's I mean, as good. I mean, it stands on its own. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a perfectly good movie by itself without having to rely on being a video game property, really. Yeah. Um, quick uh, video game property news. Uh, just Cause is getting made into a movie by the guys who make John Wick. Wow, so, really? Yes. Interesting. So, um, I have nothing but faith in the guys who make John Wick, but we'll see how they do with the video game movie. Um, okay. But yeah, that's been our review of Detective Pikachu. It's a fun fucking movie, and yeah, I love the shit out of it. This this is one that I could see myself actually buying to keep, because I just like it that much. Yeah, it's it's definitely a rewatchable movie, and I'm, I'm going to show it to people who haven't seen it, and I'm, I'm going to watch it for a long time. It's a cute little film, and uh, I recommend everyone go see it if you... I mean, you have a passing interest in Pokemon. Yeah, and you can get some free Pokemon cards out of it. Did you get cards? I did not. I got cards. Oh, shit, what'd you get? 
Um, everybody gets a Detective Pikachu. Oh. And then also, like, you can like, the cards you can get are, like, Charizard, Mewtwo, this and that. I got the fucking, the thing I don't know the name of, the small Pokemon from the forest with Mewtwo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got that thing. Are these so, cards tournament legal? Um, yes. Wow, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm making, no, they're not. Pokemon, <laughs> I mean, are, are, are they actual Pokemon game cards or just, like, trading cards? They're just trading cards, yeah. So there's no power, there's no, like, game mechanics on them. Yeah, Pikachu's special move is Coffee Break. Okay, well, that's that's cute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, like you said, that's our review of Pikachu. Uh, great movie, go see it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, for the Limitless Podcast, I've been Smith. I've been Seth. And we are out. Out.